My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I feel like we have an embarrassment of riches this morning. Um, we've got the third chapter of John, that famous encounter between Nicodemus and Jesus, which of course includes probably the most famous uh, Bible verse in the whole Bible, John 3.16. We could spend a long time talking about that. Uh, we also have panda bears, I just discovered, uh, the children's message. Uh, but we also have that beautiful call story of Abram and Sarai uh, in the 12th chapter of Genesis. And it's there I want to draw our attention to this morning. This comes very early um, in the Bible. Uh, it follows the creation story, Adam and Eve, the fall, um, the Cain and Abel, the flood, Noah, the Tower of Babel. And in the 12th uh, chapter of Genesis, we get... Uh, a new beginning. Uh, God calls uh, Abram and Sarah, who will become Abraham and Sarah. And for reasons which will become apparent, I love this call story and others like it. So in the very first verse of chapter 12, we get a whole lot of information in a very small amount of space. This is actually quoted at the top of your bulletins this morning, uh, the first verse of the 12th chapter of Genesis, which says this, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. In that one sentence, we find out that Abram uh, not only lives there himself in that land, but also that his father and probably his father's father before him had lived there. So he has deep roots. He has friends. He has kindred. A few verses later, we discover some additional information that he has lots of possessions. We also find out, I'm not saying that 75 years is old, but he's not young. He is 75, we're told. Uh, and here's the most important thing of that first verse, I think, is the last half. Again, it says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now, if that's any of us, I don't wanna speak for you all, but if it's me, and God comes to me with this invitation, I might say, hey God, nice to see you. I appreciate the invitation, but I have a few questions. Would anyone else have any questions if God came with that? Like for example, could I see a brochure about this new land that you wanna show me? Will you tell me how long it would take to get there? Can I see what my house is going to look like? Amen, anyone? Um, and yet, Abram doesn't ask any of those questions. And God does not volunteer any of that information. Instead, God invites Abram to go, and Abram says, I'll go. And he and Sarai make their way to this new life. It is a beautiful story of faith and trust and a belief in a hope-filled and bright future. Now, there are lots of other call stories uh, in the Bible. They don't all follow that same kind of pattern. Uh, the only one I'll lift up here briefly, just as a compare and contrast, is the story of Moses. Um, he also is older when God calls him. He also has a good life. He's put down roots. He has a family. He has no reason to leave the place he is. And more importantly, he has no reason to go to the place God wants him to go. In fact, he has lots of reasons not to go there. And unlike Abram, Moses, when God invites him to go on this new call, does ask lots of questions and challenges and, and, and questions God. Eventually, God prevails, and Moses, of course, makes his way to Egypt. Um, but it's a different kind of call story. Uh, and there are more where that came from. I love these call stories for a very personal reason, and that is, as many of you know, uh, in my own life, I made a major transition from 
the world of public relations and communications, uh, to this world of ordained ministry. And I'm not comparing myself to Abram and Moses at all, but it is also true that there was a moment in my life where I sensed, uh, in a very particular time, uh, this invitation, this call from God into this new kind of life. I will tell you my response was far more like Moses's than it was like Abram's. It was more like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, are you sure? Um, but it did prompt a long period of discernment for me. Uh, it meant that my wife Amy and I moved from Los Angeles to South Bend and eventually from South Bend up here to Minneapolis. As I thought about and reflected about that call, during those six, seven years, I had all kinds of questions, I promise you, and all kinds of doubts, all kinds of angst. God, are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure I can do this? What about my family? How can I possibly leave a good job behind and so forth? Um, and I want to be clear, though, again, those, th those years were filled with lots of doubts and uncertainty. Once I accepted my first call, uh, I consider one of God's greatest gifts to me. Uh, in my life, one of the God's greatest blessings to be that I have never once, not even for a nanosecond, looked back. While the period of that discernment was hard and difficult, once I made the decision to ex in, accept this invitation to this new life, I've never felt the urge to go back and never doubted it. And I am profoundly grateful for that, and I view it as nothing but pure um, grace. So the stories of calls like this were really important to me in my life during those years of discernment. And that's sort of the broad picture. But there's a very specific uh, moment in that transition that I want to lift up and, and close with here today. Um, again, when I made the transition from the world of public relations to ministry, it started in LA and then uh, we moved to South Bend and I came up here ultimately to go to seminary. And very shortly after we moved up here, I went back to the agency uh, that I had begun my career at and went back to work full-time while I was in seminary. And the principals of the agency knew that I was in seminary, which meant that I was probably only gonna be there for three or four years, and they were absolutely fine with that. They supported it. Um, and I didn't hide the fact that I was in seminary, but I also didn't broadcast it. So a lot of my colleagues were not aware um, that that was what I was doing sort of in between my uh, clients. Uh, eventually, of course, I was invited to serve a church. I accepted that call, which meant that I had to give notice at the agency. And in that notice, of course, it indicated what I was going to be doing. And so during my last week or so at the agency, um, a number of people came to me. And I kid you not, it, it, it was as if someone had scripted each and every one of them because the conversations were almost identical. They came to my office, they sat down, they shut the door, and they said, Tim, I just want to tell you, I think that what you're doing is so cool, and I am so excited for you. And then to a person, they said this, you know, Tim, I had a dream once, too. And it was followed by exactly the same word. Do you know what that word was? I had a dream once, too, comma, but every single one of them. I had a dream once too, but now it's too late. I had a dream once too, but now I have a family. I had a dream once too, but now I have a mortgage. I, have a dream, I had a dream once too, but now I can't possibly go back to school. And on and on and on. Now, I don't pretend to be old and wise right now, 
but I was less old and less wise back then. I don't remember how I responded to those people. I think mostly I just listened. But if I could go back in time, um, I might listen, and then I might say to them, hey, can I tell you a story about a guy named Abram and his wife, Sarai? I'm not sure they had great dreams for themselves, but I promise you God had incredible dreams for them. And with God's dreams, it is never, ever too late. We are in the season of Lent right now, with some traditional disciplines of prayer and fastings and fasting and giving alms. My prayer is that during this season, you might reflect on how God is calling and inviting and challenging you. And equally importantly, you might reflect on how you are going to respond. Amen.